This is a 38 Medicine production. Welcome to another episode of the Successful and Single Podcast. My name is Josh J. One Rayford. I am Director of Hip Hop for Pandora, Program Director for Series 6 and Pandora Now. I am educated. I'm a home, homeowner. I have good credit, no kids, and <laughs> I am single. Yes, that is what we are here to discuss. Why so many men and women like myself are single and there's nothing wrong with it. There is nothing wrong with it. We're not bitter about it or no. anything. We're just having conversations to explore and really get a better understanding of what's going on. So hopefully you that's listening right now, if you're in a situation where you're single out there and you're doing well in your career, you can find out more about yourself, hopefully through us. Mm -hmm. And that brings me to my guest because it's not about me. I like talking to other successful single men and women. And this person, I just think she's just a, a, a dope individual, a dope spirit, a dope soul. I've known her for I'm not gonna say her age, but no. at least at least about <laughs> at least about fifteen years and stuff. Yes, yes. And um, she's just very talented. But I'm gonna let her go ahead and introduce herself. Oh, thank you, J One. So, everyone, the Bimini Gal is in the building, baby. This is Tara Lynn of always representing the Bahamas and the entire Caribbean. And many of you have heard my voice before on Little Wayne's. The Carter Two, the song classic Mor album, classic, classic. yes. More pop pop. <laughs> <laughs> that is what's up. Yeah. So I hate to ask this question. I hate to get asked this question, mm -hmm. but for the purpose of this podcast, I have to ask it. Why, Miss Tara, are you single? You know what? I get that all the time. They'd be like, "Why are you single? You're beautiful. You're so dope." Like. What's wrong with you? But you are. <laughs> I like, I see no lies, right? Yeah. <laughs> I I am single because I just don't want to settle, Jay. Like, I okay. don't, you know? And I feel like at this point in my life, I know what it takes to make a relationship successful. Mm -hmm. And if I don't see that or those qualities inside someone or don't meet anyone that's wanting to for me to like bring out certain things in myself i just don't feel like putting in the effort because i don't have time to waste i feel that what is yeah. settling in your mind settling is just being with someone just for the sake of not being alone that to me is settling gotcha mm -hmm. so but you are open to having a relationship though. absolutely like i feel like within the past six months i've totally opened up myself and i'm ready for it so like, i want to be with someone what was happening before those these past six months oh i just my mind wasn't even there okay. i wasn't even thinking about a relationship what were you focused on i was just focused on my career okay. i was just focused on work i was figuring out who i am um, you know, coming out of this pandemic, coming through the pandemic, when right. that hit, I was on tour. I was doing carnivals. I'm talking London, Trinidad, everywhere, just all over, constantly traveling at least once a month, maybe out of the country. So I wasn't thinking about no man. <laughs> I wasn't thinking about no relation. I was thinking about what's my next outfit, you yeah. know, what song I'm going to do next, you know, like that was what I was into. And I wasn't, even on that run, as we would say. So what, so, what changed yeah. in the last six months that kind of got you in a different mindset? Ooh, good question. I think that I am, I think I've done a lot of work on myself too. Mm -hmm. And because of that, again, and I got to credit the pandemic for it because I did a lot of reading. I did a lot of soul searching. Even my latest record, What the World Needs, I would have never been able to write that record if we weren't in that state. 
you know, with all of the racial injustice and things like that happening. And, you know, my father actually was murdered, you know, so he died in oh, a violent man. way. I'm so, sorry yeah, to hear that. Thank you for saying that. But he died in a violent way as well. You know, and it's like a lot of that stuff that was going on in this time frame, it brought up things within me. So I, I was able to write a record like that. Yeah. And I think that everything contributed, my whole mindset of just how I'm feeling has gotten me open to want to share my life with someone now. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So what, what are you looking for? What yeah. attributes or characteristics are you looking for in a significant other? Great question. So I am looking for a partner. I'm looking for someone that I can grow with. I want to be able to, you know, help make that person the best person they can be while they're doing the same thing for me. So I saw something recently and it's an example of a Venn diagram. So it's a circle, and then you have the other circle, right? And then in the middle, that little portion of where the circle intersects is you and your partner, right? Mm. So I believe that your partner, you and your partner, should have goals that you're focused on together, right? Mm -hmm. So you should be able to say, okay, what is the goal of our relationship? What are we working towards? How am I helping you? How are you helping me? And then outside of that, you have the other portion of the circle, right? Which is your individual goals and your individual goals or your partner's individual goals because you should always have things outside of them so you're not solely dependent on that person to help build you up or provide happiness because we got to be happy on our own first. That's right. That's so important. Yeah. You can't rely on mm -hmm. another person for your happiness. No, it has to come from within. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's so, real. So those are some of the things that I'm looking for. I'm looking for someone that's very um, secure within themselves mm. because of what I do. You know, I'm still an artist. Right. I, I am a public figure. You know, I have to do certain things or, you know, I may dress a certain way that maybe a, a regular man might not be comfortable with <laughs> if they don't understand what my role is. Right. You know, and it's like um, they have to be secure within themselves. They have to be able to... Um, you know, be able to maneuver, I think, in different types of environments, too. I need someone that's kind of like a chameleon and mm. not someone that is just kind of like straight rigid or like <laughs> necktie. You know, they got to be able to move with me because I can move around in any circle, you know, and not feel intimidated. What are some deal breakers? Deal breakers, number one, you got to be a gentleman. Gotta be a gentleman. You got to be a gentleman. So like a huge turnoff for me is if a man doesn't open doors. Ooh. I'm old school. Right. So you need to be able to open a door. You need to understand, like, if we're walking on the side of the street and the cars is on this side and you got me on this side, I'm already done. I'm like, I'm done. I don't want nothing to do so, with you. So are you the type You need of, to pull me and move me. That's right. Yes. Are you the type of woman that will stand there on the passenger side of the car door and not get in the car until that man <laughs> comes around and open up, opens up that door for you. Okay, let me tell you this. Let me give you this example because I do this all the time. Okay. So, like, if we're at a restaurant and we're going to somewhere, I will slow down. I will slow down purposely and I'll, I'll wait. I'm not going to walk ahead. I'm going to make sure I walk very slow. And if I'm ahead, I'm going to slow it down so you can open the door. Okay. Okay. So I may not do the thing with the car. I might get the point. Okay, he's not going to do this. But yeah, I will slow down on you real quick, fast, in a hurry. And my brothers are so funny. They'd be like, I know what. Tara, they'd be like, Tara, mm -mm. Tara don't touch no doors. <laughs> don't touch no doors. At least you know what you want, though. That's right. That's, That's right. right. And I'm not saying it has to be like that 100% of the time. But when you courting me, 
Come on. Yeah. You better show up. But, e- but even after. Exactly. After, they got to keep up that same energy yes. and still open up doors. Exactly. But I'm saying, like, I, the reason why I'm saying that is, like, if he doesn't, like, one time, it's not going to be, like, a deal breaker. But right. those are some things that, especially in the beginning, like, I look for. Like, I want a manly man. Right, yeah. right, right. So being an artist working in the industry that we do, it can be very challenging mm-hmm. to date. One of the challenges that... I always go back and forth with is dating somebody in the industry or dating somebody outside the industry. Mm-hmm. I want to get your perspective. <laughs> Cause again, this podcast ain't about me. It's all about you right now. But, um, oh and this could God. be for any profession okay. because I'm sure attorneys deal with something like this to yeah, a certain degree. Okay. People who are teachers and have to work in the same school, they probably Mm -hmm. deal with it. So it can be transferable, but we're talking about the music industry. So do you prefer that whoever you're dating or if you're interested in somebody that they work in your industry or they do something completely different? So that's a really great question. And I think that both have their pros and their cons. Mm -hmm. For instance, a, a pro would be to dating someone in the industry is that they understand the nightlife. Right. They understand, you know, late meetings or, you know, they understand being in the studio with people of the opposite sex, working on music, being creative. Now, the flip side of that is dealing with someone that's not in the music industry. It may be a lot more difficult to get them to understand that that's okay and like that's normal and they shouldn't be insecure. However, in both situations, you could still be dating someone in the industry and they could still be insecure. Mm. So it kind of really doesn't matter. Just like you could be dating someone outside of the industry and maybe they don't understand the dynamics and it's it might take them a little bit of time to like get them to understand that certain things are normal, yeah. but maybe they're not insecure. Mm. So So it could go either way. So, I mean, honestly, to answer the question, I don't think it's anything to do with the industry. I think it has to do with the man. Ooh, or the person. Mm -hmm. Right. Well, we're talking about me, so it's a Oh, we're talking about you. Right, right, right. (laughs) 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 Now I get it. I I totally get it. Uh, Do you find that that men are intimidated Mm -hmm. by you um, for, you know, for the fact that you are an artist You've achieved a good level of success. Mm-hmm. You're doing your thing and you have a great deal of confidence about you. Mm-hmm. Do you feel men are intimidated by that? I feel men are intimidated sometimes because I'm a big energy. Right. You know, I'm a big energy. I always tell people I'm a middle child. I always had to fight energy all my life. <laughs> oh, attention, you know, like, and um, I'm very vocal. Like over the years, I have learned to speak up because mm-hmm. even though like, you know, people may meet me or to be like, oh, you know, well, she's bold or whatever. But in relationships, I, I can be very shy and I would I would hold things in. Mm. And I think that over the past couple of years, um, you know, I've just really worked really hard on changing that. So not to say that I'm always, you know, barking, but I speak my mind. OK, you know, like um. I feel like if I'm not being honest with myself, then how can I be honest with a partner? Right. So if I feel a certain way, um, if I have an issue, I like to talk about it because I like to sleep and I got to be at peace to sleep. 
<laughs> so uh, I like to talk about things and I don't let stuff fester. Like if we got an issue, let's talk about it. I'm not going to give you the silent treatment for two days and be like, what's wrong? I don't know. No, I'm going to tell you what's wrong and let's talk about it like adults, you know? Um, so I don't think a lot of people are prepared for that. They're not used to that. Mm. Why do you think that is now? I don't know, Jay, but I really think like that kind of scares some people. Like they're not used to that type of direct communication. Yeah. Um, and I find that that's been an issue in dating. That's real. Yeah. That, that's real. I mean, yeah, I, I think communication is, is definitely necessary. Um, it's also the matter in which you do communicate. Mm -hmm, like it has to mm -hmm. be a two way street. I, I was in a, I was in a situation where a situation ship. No, no, <laughs> it was not an entanglement or anything. It was a, it was an actual relationship. Okay. And the person was very direct and, mm -hmm. and, and, and I appreciate that. Like yeah. I want you to be direct. If there's something wrong, mm -hmm. great. Yeah. But at the same time, like, you also got to let me explain myself and hear my side, Absolutely. Of, uh, my point of view. Yeah. And that's where the communication broke down because okay. it was a situation where she would say how she felt. But then when I saw when I said how I would feel, she didn't really take my opinion into mm -hmm. perspective. Like she would judge me or get on my opinion or dissect it, why it was wrong. Yeah. I'm yeah. like, well, well, just hear me out. This, sure, is, sure. this is how I feel. You exactly, know what I'm saying? Exactly. But it, it got to the point that I started holding stuff in. Yeah, because that's not effective communication. Right. That's just like, okay, I just want to tell you how I feel. And, I, and basically what she was saying, I really don't care how you feel. Like mm. I've already made up my mind, you know? Yeah. And that's an issue too. Like, And I mean, I'll be very transparent. I had to like really practice on this. I had to practice listening to understand first before I respond. Wow. Because I'm... I'm a Pisces. I'm emotional. <laughs> you know, like I know that. I'll yeah. tell on myself. So I had I had to work at this. And so now, and I it's not even about being in a relationship. I do it with my best friend. Mm -hmm. I do it with my son. You know, I do it with family members. Just, you know, just because there is a disagreement, it's not an invitation for disrespect, right? We can talk about something. And we don't have to agree. Right. That's okay. That's okay. I feel like when you're in a relationship, it's like, oh my God, it's in the world. No, we don't have to agree on something. Right. And that can be perfectly fine. But you don't have to agree with me, but at least understand me. Mm. That's my big thing. Yeah. We don't have to agree. You can think I'm wrong from here to next year. But at least get to a point where you could be like, you know what, Tara? I understand where you're coming from with that. I may not agree with you or maybe how you went about it, but I understand maybe what the intention was. Something. Let's just come to some kind of understanding. Yeah. Yeah. And to me, that's successful because it's unrealistic to believe that you're never going to get into arguments or you're never going to have disagreements. I have a fingerprint, right? That God gave me. Yeah. You got your fingerprint. That's right. It's going to be complete. It's different all the time. You can't expect to be synced up with a completely different human being that's not even a part of your family or your DNA. No, that that's real. Yeah. That that's real. You mentioned your son. At mm -hmm. what point do you actually introduce whoever you're dating? I don't. Okay. <laughs> Cause I ain't getting that far yet, J1. Got you, got you, got you, got you. 
I ain't getting fired until I just start dancing. So, right. Yeah. Okay. So, I ain't getting fired. So how far do you think it, it would have to be? What point? It's gonna be. You... It's gonna be have to be like super super far. Like it's gonna have okay. to be like totally a hundred percent committed relationship. You know, before I would feel comfortable doing that. So how long yeah. do you think it should take, or should you date somebody before you? Kind of know that it's going to go in the direction that y'all are going to be together. Or like you, you say you go together. That y'all go together. <laughs> yes. You, you my girl. <laughs> you mine. Well, I will say that it's been like as short as three months and somebody has said, oh, we go together. Okay. And I was like, oh, okay. So we go together. You know, I didn't like rebuttal or anything like that. And then like two months after that, we were like totally broken up. What happened? So, I don't, I just didn't really know the person yet. Mm. Like we were still like in the honeymoon, you know, lust phase. Right. Yes. Cause you think it's love, but it's not, it's lust. Okay. It's yeah, lust. Yeah. I promise it's lust. <laughs> Wait for six months and then see if it's not lust. Okay. So I think six months is a good time. Six. And it also depends on how much time you're spending with them. Cause what if it's six months and they live out of town or six, six months and you're busy, they're busy and you're only spending like maybe two, three times out the month, then that doesn't really count either. So, what so I think it, the time frame like is based also on like the amount of time that you're spending with the person. That's a very good point. So mm -hmm. what if it's a situation where y'all are pretty much talking and texting every day, y'all mm -hmm. are seeing each other at least once or twice a week or something like that? Yeah, then I think that, you know, the time could be moved up. Then maybe it could be close to like three to four months. Okay, so... My next question. Okay. Okay. <laughs> because I, I I get for me, I've tended to uh I've put myself on like timelines and stuff like mm -hmm. that and it kind of backfires on me in, okay. in, in in different in different ways. So what if you guys that energy is there, that chemistry is there, it's like y'all are both on the same page. Mm -hmm. Do you do do you go for it? Do you sprint? Or do you still? I'm a do you, runner. Do you do you, do you do you hold yourself to that timeline? Because again, if if that person is ready and yeah. you're ready, but you're just holding yourself to that timeline just for the sake of holding yourself to that timeline, does that necessarily is that is that helpful? Nah, I would say I would say I'm definitely a sprinter. Okay. And I think if he wants to sprint, let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Six months out the window. Let's go. Six months out the window. That's like okay. that's like the perfect storm, right? Right. I feel like why hold back? Right. Yeah. And, you and, know? and and my my thing is this, like I do think you need to take time to get to know somebody mm -hmm. at the end of the day because you just you never know. But at the same time How are you gonna know if you don't how, go how are you for gonna it? know? But there have been people that like were high school sweethearts, and I know some of these people personally. Mm -hmm. High school sweethearts dated in college, lived together, you know, did the whole thing before they even got married. Yeah, got married maybe five, six years later, they're divorced, mm -hmm. and it's just like they'll say, "Oh, the person changed on me. Things yeah. weren't the same." But you've known that person for half your life. Yeah, but people do change though, right? And a part of you know, growing is change, right? So, I mean, you're not the same person that you were 10 years ago. No, I, I'm absolutely. Not, yeah, I'm not the same person I was last year. Right, right, <laughs> like, right. I have evolved so much. Right. And, um, you know, sometimes in a marriage, you're evolving, but your partner isn't. 
Mm. And you're becoming open to new ideologies and new uh, maybe passions or things that you're excited about. And that person isn't. And you don't have to totally be in sync or like the same things, but you got to have some commonalities. Right. People say opposites attract. And I think that that is a crock of. <laughs> you got to have something in common. True. We ain't got nothing in common. We can't watch sports together. We don't do nothing together. When are you going to spend time? How are you building? Right. What are you working towards? You got to have something in common with this person. So I think that that's what happens in those situations where maybe there were a lot of commonalities and there were a lot of things that they could, you know, do to, or partner together. And then one person just starts evolving and one person starts truly changing or like maybe even coming into their higher self and this other person doesn't. What are your thoughts on dating multiple people at the same time? I I understand the concept. Okay. And I think that's okay if you're just dating and you're not like 100% interested in someone. So for me, if I'm like really feeling somebody, I don't want to date other men because I don't want those experiences to skew what's going on with this person. Because mm. I believe that what you give out is what you're going to receive. And right. whatever you sow, you will reap. Right. So... If I really like somebody, I don't want to be sewing that I'm out here all these people because I don't want him doing that. <laughs> <laughs> I've definitely been in a situation where I was right? the person that was like, you know, I'm feeling this person. I don't really want to date anybody else. Yeah. But she was just like, no, I, I still want to date other people. Yeah. And but just so y'all wasn't on these same page. We, we wasn't on the same exactly. page. And I, you know. And I, once I realized that, I was just like, okay, I, I'm going to pull myself back. You got to. Yeah. yeah. Because... Uh, one, I'm like, I ain't competing. Mm. <laughs> exactly. I, I'm not, I'm not, I'm, this ain't the bachelorette. I'm not, I'm not competing. I know or that's anything. right. Yeah. You know For, For real. For real. And then, you. and then, like you said, we just weren't, we, we were in two different seasons yeah. at the end of the day. So, yeah. um, you know, I had to realize that and it was mm -hmm. no hard feelings or anything like okay. that. It's just like, yeah. I, I pulled, I pulled myself back. Mm -hmm. So. You know, it is it is what it is. Yes. What are your thoughts on uh, social media and dating? Has, has social media actually helped, you know, connect more people or give people more options? Or has it hurt in the fact that you got married men or people in relationship? Oh, I, I could tell by your facial expression <laughs> <laughs> how you feel about that. But mm -hmm. you have... Again, on the flip side, you have more access to people, so you see yes. more stuff. What What are your thoughts? Well, it does go down in the DM. It does go down. It goes down in the DM. I, I, social media. <laughs> oh my God, what is social media? Is what the necessary evil? That's it what is. I call it. Yeah, it's the necessary evil. I feel like you're absolutely correct. It gives you more options to people that maybe you would have never met in your entire life. Right because you just live in the city and then now you're on social media and you're connecting with individuals from, you know, halfway around the world or, you know, on the other side of the country. And that's great. But there's also the ugly side of it. You know, there are the people in relationships DMing you and you go to their page and you see their wife and their kids and they just spent Christmas together. And you're like, why is this man in my DM? So you've seriously had that happen to yes, you? Yes, wow. I have. I have had that. And I'm talking about beer blue ticks too. Jeez. What? You know what? But, but, I ain't got nothing so, to say on your podcast, Jay. 
But what? So what do they but it's, say? But it's disheartening. Right. It's disheartening as a woman that's, you know, trying to date and your aspiration is for marriage and your aspiration is to be in a relationship sure. like that. And it's like, damn, that's what I got to look forward to. Mm. Mm, mm, mm. What, what are your thoughts on dating somebody that's not as financially stable as you? Because I know mm-hmm. different successful women I've talked to, they, they, they said it's a challenge for them. Um, they make a certain amount of money. They make good money. They're used to this lifestyle. And then if the man isn't as secure or, or financially secure or doesn't mm-hmm. make as much money, a couple of things happen. Either one, they're jealous of it or intimidated by it. Mm-hmm. Um, two, the person isn't comfortable with the lifestyle that you're accustomed to, like yeah. as far as... If, if you want to go on a nice trip or something like that mm-hmm. and they saying, well, no, baby, you know, uh, we can't really afford that. Why don't we just go to to to, to this trip right here yeah. or we'll, we'll do this or we have to wait later for that. But you're like, no, I was doing this before you. Why? Mm-hmm. Why I got to stop now? Yeah. Um, what, what are your thoughts on that? But on the same time, you know, uh, a man who is very successful, who has a lot of money, there are issues that come with that as well. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, We're going to definitely play devil's advocate with this question. So I'm going to start it off like this. So a very long time ago, possibly a long time ago. Yeah, maybe maybe it wasn't me. Maybe it wasn't me. Listen, but there's a story to tell. No, no names. No names. That's the only only rule. Okay. Okay. All right. So once upon a time, Mm -hmm. I may have been dating an athlete. Okay. And this athlete told me, I cannot work if I'm going to be with them. I don't need to work. I'm going to take care of you. All this great stuff, which was great at the time, right? Again, this is many moons ago. So he was doing everything for me. Car, clothes, monthly stipend, everything, right? So that was the only time in my life I had never had income on my own. And I don't care how much you love that person, and I don't care how much that person loves you, there will be times where they will feel resentful that they're doing everything. Hmm. And there was a perfect example, really, really just kind of a minute situation, but we were at the gas station. I was driving my car, the car that he paid for, and I was like, we need to get gas. And he was like, well, just use your card or whatever. It's my money anyway. I promise you that's what that man told me. And I was like... Now, he didn't say... Did he say it in a mean way or a demeaning way? Or um, It was kind of like, just use your card. It's my money anyway. Okay. Okay. That's basically how it came out. And I, I felt some kind of way about it. Really? And I was like, you know what? I don't ever want to be in this situation again. I don't never want to talk to me like that. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's the principle of it. Like, it's not even that serious. Like, you could have done it. Like, you're the man, right? But I'm like, nah. This is, doesn't feel right. And I feel like that's going to happen to a man, even if it's not intentional. Mm. If I'm making more money than him, maybe something might slip out or he might feel away. Or if I come back with a pair of shoes that he thinks is too expensive because he can't afford it. It just, I just feel like in those types of situations, even if it's not intentional, because what you brought up was a good point. Right. How did he say it? He may not have said it. In a, he may not have thought that what he was saying was going to be 
received the way that I received it. That's right. And the same thing with me. If I'm the one that's like the breadwinner, maybe I might say something or like I say, come home with something or he might see me with a new something and be like, oh, she's shopping again. Well, yeah, it's my money. Right. Because he wasn't lying. It was his money. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So, (laughs) So I feel in those types of situations, it's so much opportunity for resentment that I don't want to deal with it. Mm, that's real. I mean, that's, it's just my personal opinion and, from my experience. Right. And that, and that's, and that's your experience because yes. there's some women out there that are okay with that and will absolutely, and will take those type of comments and, and, and won't right. think, think nothing of it, and but that's you're right. Fine. And nothing is wrong with that. And I don't have nothing against them women, more power to them. Mm. You know, it's just a situation I'm not comfortable with. Uh, I'm gonna wrap it up with this question right here. Uh, if you had like gotten into a long-term relationship, let's say a while ago and it's Mm -hmm. still going, let's say you got married and stuff and you've got multiple kids and you're living the the family life. I can't even think about multiple kids. I got one kid and I'm never doing that again. (laughs) We're going to speak on that in a second. Um, and do, I, lo- I love him dearly though I love you baby you know mommy love y'all but I ain't doing that again Jay. do you well, think do you think you would have the levels of success as an artist or be where you're at right now if you had had that family life early on man I I honestly I honestly don't know I think it would have been more challenging okay I do because it is hard, it is hard being in this industry. And it is extremely hard being a woman in a man's industry. And when you have a young child, you need a lot of support. So I don't feel like I would have been able to be where I'm at or on the trajectory um, unless it was a partner that was just 100% supportive of my career. And you know, sometimes that's a selfish thing to ask too, right? Because it's like, if they're 100% for me, then what do they have for them? Like the Venn diagram type vibe, right? Mm. So I don't know. I don't know how to answer that. I don't... Man, that's a good one. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. It would have to be somebody that was totally, totally pushing me towards my dreams because I could see how it would be easier to get derailed. Let's say your dream guy came along tomorrow. Mm-hmm has all the qualities that you want Mm -hmm. but he says i want to have at least one or two more kids oh jesus joshua (laughs) 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 that's a real question though it is because there are guys out there that that, you know that still want to have kids you you sure did (sighs) listen you put me in a mind frame. You know what? I would have to think about it. Because you know, flat out, I, w- I was like, I'm not doing it. I'd be telling everybody. I you see, just said it. Yes, you just exactly. said That's why I asked I that question. I I'm know, talking about this guy opens doors. He, oh, he's a gentleman. <laughs> You know, he he likes he, 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 he likes your uh your your assertiveness and yes. he likes your straightforwardness and yes. just accepts it all, but says, Baby, I need at least one or two more kids I don't out know. of here. We might have to compromise. I'm I might be able to pull one more out. Maybe. <laughs> maybe. But he he gonna have to be damn near perfect. Damn near perfect. Damn near perfect. <laughs> <laughs> 
That's fair. That's fair because guys don't have to have kids. We don't have to carry that around. So that's it. I give you. I, I give you that. It's a lot. So, so how can tell you. how can this dream then slide up in your DM? <laughs> you know what? If it is my dream, Mana, you're out there somewhere. You can slide in my DM. It's T A R A L Y N N E M U S I C. That's Instagram, and you can find me there. Now, yeah, it is. Now, you know, I think we were talking about this one time before. Like, oh, okay. we got to be open to stuff happening not the way that we planned it. Right. Yeah. Because I think sometimes we miss our blessing by only being focused on something happening one particular way. Yeah. So at this point, I'm, I'm open to the DM. If, it's, if it come out of a DM, I'm all right. I, I think... You made a very good point because it was a time in my life that I felt like, oh, I had to meet the person in this environment mm-hmm. and it can't be anywhere else. Yeah. And I think through that, I messed up a, a, a lot of good possibilities or things that could have happened. But yeah. I try not to live in the past because you can't. Yeah. You know, what's meant for me is meant for me. That's right. But but I think by myself putting myself in a box or saying this you person has it. to fit. Yeah check uh or I have my checklist mm-hmm. they have to have all these checks by them mm-hmm. I kind of like limited myself absolutely absolutely and, and I've, I've I've apologized for it I said God you know I'm I'm open to whatever yeah, you yeah, give yeah. me I ain't gonna <laughs> I ain't gonna try to do it my way I'm I'm a, I'm gonna just be open to however yeah. you decide to deliver that person to me but yeah. but I think that's a very good point we have yeah. to be careful yes have a standard but don't be so like committed to that standard yeah. that you, that you, you miss something. That you miss something that might be even better than your mm. standard. Mm. <laughs> I felt that in my spirit. You felt that in your spirit. <laughs> That's what's up. Well, thank you so much for your time. I've thank enjoyed this conversation. Once, it's been fun. Yes, this was an awesome conversation. <laughs> Once again, this is a successful and single podcast. My name is Josh J1 Rayford. You can follow me at Poster Child J1. Until next time, be safe and keep God first.